scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Buffalo, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down a Thursday night throwdown begins now as we pick up the pieces of following a 34-17 Green Bay Packer victory over a San Francisco 49er uh, football team that was playing without Jimmy Garoppolo, that uh, was playing uh, without uh, George Kittle, who was playing without Debo Samuel, without Tevin Coleman, uh, without uh, Mostert, uh, without Jeff Wilson. Uh, without uh, Bosa, uh, without Sherman, without uh, everybody. And you know what? They played like a team uh, that didn't have anybody tonight. 34-17, this is where uh, you know numbers can be deceiving, right? Numbers can be deceiving because I'll tell you what, 34-17 means that eh, wasn't a bad game. It was kind of, you know, it was, no, it was a terrible game. The game sucked and, um, you know, the horrible beat. Listen, the term bad beat gets tossed around way too loosely, but yeah, that was a bad beat. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. If you're tuning in tonight and you had money on the under this uh, football game, that sucked. That sucked. And, uh, you know, listen, you're going to lose bets. They're going to happen at the end of the game. It is what it is, and it's not always a bad beat, but it's frustrating when a team, like, sucks all game. You know, like, if there's a million points and, they're, oh, there was a late touchdown, and, you know, they were, you know, it is what it is. You know, that wasn't the case. San Francisco sucked tonight. And then, of course, they got to score a touchdown late to put the game over the number. Um, Nevada improved to 3-0. and um, Nevada covered the number tonight against Utah State. In fact, Utah State got off to a a 9 nothing lead. And then Nevada just got pissed off and kicked the crap out of them. Don't look now, man, but the Nevada Wolfpack, pretty good football team. Playing good football in the Mountain West. A 34-9 final score. But... Also, don't look now, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that people are paying attention to, and evidently, COVID is not one of them. Socially distancing is not one of them. There's 120,000 COVID uh, cases today. Yesterday, uh, an all-time record was set with 100,000. Today, it's 120,000, and it's wrecking havoc across college of football. Pac-12 set to kick off, not California and Washington. Tulsa Navy shut down. The military academies are completely shut down. Tulsa Navy game shut down. Um, Air Force Army game shut down. Uh, Louisville shut down. Who isn't shut down? And college basketball's around the corner. 47 days till NBA tip-off. They've cut a deal. They're breaking it all down. Teddy Cummins is stepping up and in. This is Sports Rage. And your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage late night Thursday night throwdown has begun. I am Gable Renzi. Let's do this thing. Always uh, always a fun time when Teddy Cover steps up and then he'll join us uh, in a couple of moments. Uh, we'll send it to Las Vegas and Nevada. We'll get into uh, some NFL college of football. Uh, college football actually will take uh, center stage. A lot of big games. Uh, it's a big game tomorrow night. Um, so we're going to break it down with uh, Teddy. Of course, we had the Green Bay Packers 
and the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I don't know what it is about these Thursday games, man. Thursday games just suck. And I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't want Thursday night football. I do want Thursday night football. We saw it. that night that there was an NFL football uh, on Thursday night. It was horrible. All right. So we want Thursday night football. But it's amazing how like the football gods do not want Thursday night football. They don't like it. Like the football gods are like somehow like uh, morally opposed to uh, Thursday night uh, football. It's never a good game. Um, the teams are always injured uh, or it's always bad teams. Like there's even like Thursday night football is cursed. Like even when like, you know what I mean? Like when they, when Fox signs the contract and they do the deal, like Thursday night football sucks so much. The networks don't even want it. Think about that. Think about that. People would watch an NFL game if their house was on fire. People would watch an NFL game. I've talked about it. Like, honestly, like, what can the NFL do that you're not going to watch their game? Like, honestly, if Roger Goodell rang your doorbell right now, like, ding dong, like, right now as I'm talking to you, and it's a surprise, and Roger Goodell, you open the door and Roger Goodell's there. He's like, excuse me, uh, yeah, my, uh, I just, I got a flat tire. Is it all right if I uh, use your phone? And then he uses your phone and he punches you in the face on the way out. He goes, ah, suck it. Thanks for your, you know, thanks for letting me use your phone, loser. And like he grabs your wife's ass on the way out. You're still watching the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Like, like, honestly, like what, what could like, what could he, what could Roger, what would they do to you? What could like the NFL do to you? And the crazy thing is, it's the NFL has some sort of weird trance over us all, despite the fact that it kind of sucks. Like, the NFL product generally blows. There's a couple of good games every couple of weeks. But you know what I mean? Like, when you look back, you're like, uh, on Sundays, you're like, oh, great. Look, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Oh, that's fun. You know what I mean? Like, and even the good games, supposedly. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Ben DiNucci. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a league. Like, the NFL is so, like, they know that people will watch no matter what. Like, I've never seen a league put as many crappy games on prime time as the NFL does. So, like, yeah, the NFL Thursday Night Football, nobody even wants it. Uh, The networks. So, like, that's why they have their little thing. Oh, it's on the NFL Network, and it's simulcast. <laughs> so, basically, before, like, the, you know, the networks were like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really do well, and the games suck. So, finally, after all these years, Fox got on board, and the NFL was like, all right, it's the play-by-play guys. We need bigger guys. So, now they got Buck and Aikman doing the games on Thursday, and Buck and Aikman hate it. You know, they don't want to do these loser games on Thursday night. and. You know, they're getting ready for the real game on Sunday. They got to do these loser games. And, and so now, now it's like, uh, it's, you know, no, now it's on Fox, but they still suck. They just do. I don't know what it is. The football gods do not approve of Thursday night football. Uh, San Francisco, it looked like early Shanahan, such a genius that maybe they were going to hang around. But uh, Green Bay dialed it up a couple of notches as the game went on. And, you know, the final score is very deceptive. Like, the game was a blowout. The game sucked. And San Francisco scored, like, some garbage points at the end to break uh, break the hearts of uh, people that bet on the under in this game. I never win when I bet on unders. I barely win when I bet on teasers when I take them to the under. But I tease this game to the under, and we won. So we'll take it. It is what it is.
So as we talked about off the top, college football, it's getting cool, big games, but it's also getting hit hard right now. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very concerned. I know like, you know, many, I don't know. I, I can't speak for, for people tuning in. I don't know what your feelings are about uh, the coronavirus, but unfortunately I know many don't take it seriously enough. And that's why, like, think about this guys, after all this, the United States has more cases now than they did when this started. Like that's pathetic. 120,000. Oh, by happened to death rates down. Yeah, death rates down. You put 120,000. What's the death rate now? Six per thousand? That's like the average? I don't, I don't know. That's, that's so what? We're talking, uh, what, what, 700 people are going to die today? <laughs> God, that's enough. Don't worry about it, though. Uh, don't worry about it. And it, yeah, I don't know. Like yesterday, it was 100,000. Today, it's 120,000. Where do you think it's going to be in four days? It's not like anyone's doing anything about it. And listen, I know people aren't tuning in. I'm not uh, Deborah Berksy here. Where's my scarf? I'm not Tony Fauci. And down the stretch, here comes Fauci. Neck and neck with PPP. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not Fauci. I'm not Burks. But I don't know. When you start to notice that, oh, yeah, by the way, like, oh, that game's canceled? Oh, yeah, well, oh that game's canceled. Oh, yeah, oh, wait, this game's canceled. I can't even keep up. So what? Louisville and Virginia canceled. Army, Army Air Force canceled. Navy Tulsa canceled. Cal Washington canceled. So that's just, that's four games that are shut down this week. And, I, you know, the thing is, guys, they're not in a bubble, right? So they're not immune to this. As it gets worse in society, it's not right. Like, it's not like, you know, sports are, are a function. Entertainment is a function of a functioning society. Society is not functioning. Right, the election is like lost in cyberspace. Coronavirus is up to 120,000 cases a day. And where I'm going with this is, man, at this rate, stuff's going to get shut down. They're not going to be able to pull it off. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, there won't be any games or anything like that. But like, what about what are the Wisconsin Badgers doing? Dude, they haven't played. Like, we're not waiting for them. What are we going to do? Like, wait after? Are they going to go to the Supreme Court? Well, we want to play three more games. Shut up. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? So well, Wisconsin season's done. Like, I'm just telling you, like, the, the virus is getting exponentially worse. And it's not a coincidence that the cancellations are getting exponentially worse. But, you know, people are people are narrow minded unless it happens like on like it's like Saturday night. Like, I don't know, guys, like we have one of the biggest games of the year on Saturday. The biggest star in college football is not playing because he has coronavirus. Like this season, you know, we talk about these other leagues not having an asterisk. And we're not going to say this has an asterisk next to a college football, but college football is whacked. And who knows what's going to happen by the time you get to the college football playoffs. That's why I always say these games are ultra important to these teams. Like if you're if you're BYU man and you're nine and zero, you're eight and zero, and other teams like can't play and they're losing dudes and it's shut down. Suddenly you're in. Like weird things can happen. So the NBA, uh, uh, the NBA, they didn't announce it, but uh, it's um, the the news broke. Woj broke the story. Shams and Woj both you know competing at the same time broke it. Whatever. So they they cut a deal. It's official. 
They've cut a deal. The NBA players and uh, and the league and the owners, they're going to tip off on December the 22nd. And they're going to play a 72-game season, which I'm a fan of. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them that they cut the, the regular season down uh, 10 games. Good job. Um, so they're, they cut the regular season down. They're going to play. They're going to start December the 22nd. But the NBA played in a bubble, guys. They will not be in a bubble. And coronavirus is going to be full freaking throttle on December 22nd. It's not magically going to be gone on December 22nd. Let's get excited, but cautiously. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lot. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lot. No. Every lock has a key. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi, the Friday Night Freak Show. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk, kicking it uh, with us. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. So just for the record, and I tweeted this out earlier, and uh, for the record, uh, Steve, you remember like in the old days, Steve, like with the point spreads in a newspaper for recreational purposes only? It would like it, it would say like for recreational purposes only. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying this story for everyone for recreational purposes only, of course, but um international markets steve have begun they've paid out bro they they uh, it started in australia they started paying out for the election and then the the english book started to pay out and uh i want to get your take on this so and i think you're going to agree i couldn't resist steve so as we were saying we'll just pat ourselves on the back before we get into the football you me and bernie sanders bro nailed it i don't know if you saw the bernie video but bernie said he said trump and he did an interview bro like a couple of weeks ago he said Trump will be in the lead and then all the mail-in votes that are going to be more Biden are going to come in and Trump's going to whatever he's going to claim, you know, and he he nailed it to like the exact T. But you and I talked about it. Yeah, Biden, you know, Biden's sort of the favorite, but the number's too high. But be careful. Your money might get tied up because this is going to end up being a circus act. And here we are right now. We nailed that, Steve. I mean, congratulations. You and I, we both nailed that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a sports book, I mean, theoretically, I don't think they should be paying out because we haven't declared the winner. It looks like it's going to be Biden. I think the only chance Trump has is if he can overturn some of these states in court, which is very unlikely. But the analogy I would use, Gabe, is like a NASCAR race. You know, you bet it, the guy crosses the finish line, they pay you out in the next yeah. hour, and then the next morning or three hours later, they say he fails post-race inspection and he's disqualified, um, the second place car gets the technical win, yet the sports books still pay out the other guy. And that's what might, you know, although it's unlikely Biden's not going to be the president, but that's what would happen here, I guess. You know, if they pay it out now and something happens in a month, um, it'd be like after the fact. But um, yeah, it's exactly what we thought would happen. And with that many mail-in ballots, with a record amount of people voting early for a month ahead of time, you know, 
it was too easy for people that hated Trump but didn't really like Biden to go ahead and just vote for Biden. They weren't going to stand in line, as You're I right. said, on election it's day for three point. hours and vote for Biden. They were they were just going to stay home. But that's not how the rules were. And you have to handicap it on how the rules are. And it was a different election. And that's why Biden's going to win. It played out just like we you and I thought it would. It really is. So so, Steve, I had the um, so as we stated, the option was there to cash out and uh, I lost eight percent. I'll take it. So basically, I got 92 percent on the dollar. I thought it was a pretty prudent thing to do. Why not? I, I won. So I lose eight percent. You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it right. is. And let me let me ask you, too. So and I agree. I was thinking of a sports analogy. It's sort of like it's like a baseball game and a team is leading and, and they have the bases loaded. <laughs> but it's raining and we have to make the game up. It's the World Series. It's game seven. So there's no rain delay here. So we're all waiting to come back on the field and it feels inevitable. But how long are we going to wait on the field for? Right, Stephen? Let me just quickly say this from a serious note, too. Guys, I don't care like who you support or like whatever your party is, but this is an embarrassment that has taken this long. And I know, I know that like you know there was a hundred million votes and you know mailed and, and this stuff. I totally get it, but dude, if you can bank online, Steve, right? The entire banking and our entire financial system is online, right? We gamble online, we trade stocks online, airplanes are controlled by computers. Why the hell aren't people just voting online, Steve? Like, wouldn't this, this just be easier? You know what I mean? And it'd be harder well, like, think, to commit um, fraud and stuff. One, you know, one vote, one IPN. There's ways to do it, Steve, where you lock in a vote and people can't vote multiple times online. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, we do everything online and, like, online is more than safer. And I don't think there's nefarious stuff. I don't think there's this big con job going on. But at the same point in time, it's just dumb. Like, you can't have, like... It can't go on and, oh, yeah, we got another batch and three days here and this judge in one state accepts it and they don't. It's got to be more clear, Steve, doesn't it? Now, come on. For the leader of the world, the biggest country, the most powerful country in the world to still like to be days in and not know. Come on, Steve. It's just it's ridiculous, in my opinion. I think the future is actually the blockchain technology. I've heard nobody say this, Gabe. This is just me. But, you know, the way Bitcoin is mined, this blockchain technology is the way of the future and because everything is secure and there's no way to basically yeah. finagle it i would i would think that's the way you're gonna have internet voting maybe 20 years from now maybe 10 years from now i think we'll see that um obviously just internet voting in general could be you know, a ton of fraud but hey once again nothing's worse than the u.s postal service in my opinion it's a bankrupt <laughs> federal organization so trust me the worst the worst way to vote in my opinion is mail voting um so you're going to have a mess as long as you have this, and you had a record number of it. So that obviously opens the door for just un- – it's not even necessarily Steve. corruption. It's just uncertainty, you know? Well, that's I mean, the you thing. You're exactly right. are there. You don't know if it's legit. Yeah, no, it's, it's the just, thing. There's it's, no it's credibility not, to it. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's your exactly right. And, and I'm not, like, trying to plant a seed it out, but I'm just stating it opens the door for people to say, well, I don't know. What about those? Where'd they come from? And when was this? And, like, I totally, I totally get it. I totally get it. So, Steve – um, I don't know if you saw this, but probably the um, probably the best the best tweet of the week so far was Jake Tapper, bro. So you know, so Jake Tapper, CNN, and I know Steve watches CNN all the time. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, Jake Tapper, CNN, who's a big sport fan, actually. All right. So Tommy Tuberville, Steve. Of course, you remember Tommy Tuberville, head coach, right? So Tommy Tuberville's yeah, like Alabama the new senator. senator. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yep. So Tommy Tuberville tweets, the election results are out of control. 
It's like the whistle is blown, the game is over, and the players have gone home. But the referees are suddenly adding touchdown to the other team's side of the scoreboard, tweets uh, Tommy <laughs> Tuberville. <laughs> Jake Tapper responds. This is inaccurate. What the president is doing would be like if Coach Tuberville discussed the 2008 Auburn football season by only talking about his five victories and pretending the seven losses, including the loss to Alabama, didn't happen. <laughs> Cold, Steve. Cold. <laughs> yeah, Tuberville, he had the easiest election in the history of mankind. He's apparently not given a position out on any topic yet in his political career, and he got like 65% of the vote. If, if, if that doesn't prove that all of politics is just a popularity contest, and let's keep in mind, the whole reason Donald Trump became president is because he was, has the most famous brand in recent history. Um, it's the only reason he's president. Um, and well, let me you know, ask Biden's you, been in office for 47 years. So let me ask you that then. And let me just yeah. read this next Tapper tweet. I want to get your opinion on something in that vein. Tapper then went on to say, another way to look at it, Coach, imagine in the 2008 LSU game, Coach Tuberville tried to say the game was over at the half when the Tigers led 14-3. The game actually ended with an LSU 26-21 win. So the declaration would have been premature and false. Wow, Tapper's savage. Savage. <laughs> Naming like uh, Tuberville's worst losses at Auburn? Wow. So let me ask you, and Steve, just because we're psychos, we're going to go way into the future. 20, uh, 2024, who's the front runner? The Rock? Are we going, right, let I, me ask you, are we going into celebrity? And I'm like, can some like dude in a suit ever win again? I mean, Biden only won because it was against Trump, bro. Right? He wouldn't have, like, neither candidate would win against another good candidate. It's some weird deal like that, if you know what I mean. So, you know what I mean, Steve? Like, are we going back to boring? Like some, like, oh, some guy shows up with a bunch of policy. People are going to laugh at him. Are we looking at, like, The Rock and, like, celebrities, like, moving forward now? Yeah, I've actually, um, one of the major offshore books on Monday night before the election had about 100 names listed for 2024. And here's what's very interesting, Gabe. Donald Trump Sr. was not listed. And my first thought was he's going to probably lose tomorrow because he was the underdog going into Tuesday. And I was like, you know, he would run again. The problem is he's going to be like 77 or 78. You know, so he's going to be old. So I, I don't think well, he'll end up running jail. for that reason. That could be a problem, too. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. I mean, there's lots of things. And I mean, his, you know, his his work is four hours of sleep a night. We've talked about that before. That's a ticking time bomb, in my opinion. But um, Donald, Donald Jr. is 66 to 1. LeBron James was on that list. Uh, Mark LeBron. Cuban, of course. I'm trying to pull it up here, actually. Um, so was, was, I, was like the Rock the favorite? The Rock had to be at the top, bro. Like the rock. Had the, to be yeah, right Dwayne up. Johnson was like 20 to one. He was up there. Well, obviously, um, well, here's what's interesting. Kamala was favored over Biden, which is very unusual for the VP to be favored over the incumbent president. But obviously, Biden will be 82 years old. And um, I actually tweeted this before the show, and I'm being dead serious right now. What will be the over under? My initial one was one and a half years. I'm making it two and a half, although I would bet the under two and a half, because the reason I think it might be more than two is because there's a big midterm in 2022 and all the congressional seats are up again in the House. And the Republicans surprisingly picked up yeah. some seats this week, which is something that's you know not being talked about. Other than Trump losing, uh, the Republicans did a lot better than expected. And I think oh, that's yeah, kind of did. the underlying theme from election night. And that's another thing the Democrats have to be very worried about. Trump lost because people hated Trump. But, but the, uh, the Republican agenda did not necessarily lose. Um, so they're going to have to be very careful how they handle Biden. And maybe that's why they'll keep him in office longer than they're planning. Um, this stuff's but like I, wrestling I, I, here's my other Steve. prediction, Gabe. Like they, they all cannibalize each other, right? So, 
Like AOC and the left are going to come swinging in like wrestlers with chairs soon. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like enough of you people, right? And then boom, they're done. And then, you know, oh, yeah, it's like it's entertainment. And I want to get to football, but I'm just saying, you know, from an entertainment and betting standpoint, Steve, biggest event in world history. And as I stated, if it's just two dudes in suits and stuff and boring guys, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't get this type of action. But I don't I think that people have a taste for this celebrity them. I think that's what it's going to take. Like, I think it's going to be like big name sort of celebrities or, you know, family type hangers on, um, ha- hanger on types. But all right, we'll get into the football on the other side. We'll talk some college uh, football. Uh, BYU, baby. These guys. Wow. Wow. Like, I- I'm so upset with myself just because, man, I like BYU all week. I ended up putting, you know, the line move freaked me out up to five and a half. And I was like, oh, I'll play. I could be safe with Boise in a teaser. Yeah, real safe. Real safe. Crazy comeback by the Miami Hurricanes. Fun football game there. Friday Night Free Show continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Friday Night Free Show. Rolls. Steve Merrill stepping up and then kicking it. Uh, with a, speaking of rolling, how about that BYU Cougars? Unbelievable, Steve. Man, there was big line movement. It went up to five and a half. It was clearly a correct uh, line move uh, tonight. I've been talking about Zach Wilson as an outside contender for the Heisman Trophy. This BYU team, people talked about the step up in class, going to Boise. They beat them last year. So, you know, I guess, you know, they weren't going to be intimidated yet. They really made a statement tonight, Steve. That's a big statement right there. Let me ask you, do you believe that BYU are worthy of uh, of being in the playoff conversation? Like, so they, and you look, San Diego State lost to San Jose State, which actually hurts BYU, doesn't it? They would have been better off if San Diego State was undefeated because San Diego State's respected enough. If San Diego State's undefeated and San Diego State's 5-0 and or something, whatever they would be at that time when they play or 6-0, and they would be ranked 12th or 13th or something. And it would have helped BYU. So it hurts them. San Diego State's uh, losing to San Jose State hurts BYU a bit. But pretty impressive win for them. I mean, they smashed the Houston Cougars on the road. They smashed Boise State on the road. They beat Navy 55-3 on the road. We got to tip our captain as BYU team, bro. Yeah, I've used them at least three, maybe four times this season as a plays or opinions. Uh, they've been a pure play on team for me. Unfortunately, kind of like you, Gabe, I, they, the line scared me off tonight. I didn't play against them, but I just didn't use it. Um, I did take an opinion play on San Jose, uh, San, San Diego State. That obviously didn't work out. But yeah, BYU's just been a, a money machine. I, the last two Saturdays, I had them as strong best bets, laying four, four and a half touchdowns both times. No problem. And like you said, uh, not only are they a good team, but they've got motivation to win big to try to get into that four-team playoff, and that's always a dangerous combination. When you have the better team with motivation, that's where you get these blowout wins. 
All right, Steve, let's jump in and go rapid fire. I brought this up earlier. This number sort of been bouncing around. I saw 11 and a half. Uh, so Arizona, most of the week, it's been 11 and a half, ASU and USC. And uh, then I saw 10 and a half. Me and Cam, during game time decisions, it was 10 and a half. Currently 11 and a half right now. All lines uh, we use uh, courtesy of FanDuel. So um, 11 and a half, 56 and a half is the total. I brought it up earlier. Man, I I'm not, listen, I know it's low-hanging fruit here, but how the hell is Clay Helton the coach of the USC Trojans? I can't believe this is a six-year there. And what a coincidence that USC used to be a power and uh, now they're a joke, and they shouldn't be a joke, right? I mean, that's a great program. I can't uh, really like hire hire a real coach, and you know you'll you'll be if USC should be a, a Final Four team every year. But I'm not laying the points here. Give me Herm Edwards and the Sun Devils. What's your take on this one? I'm going to take the 11 and a half, Steve. And unique, isn't it, that it's that nine in the morning local time? Yeah. Exactly right. I was going to say, anybody betting this game, be sure to realize it kicks off at 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's, I saw this game said 12 noon Eastern this week when I was talking about it earlier in the week. And I was like, well, that must be 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. So I dug in, yeah, triple checked yeah. it. Yeah, it's 12 noon, 9 a.m. Pacific. It's on Fox National TV. It's, you know, they're, they're giving into the TV spot. Now, of course, yeah. neither team has played all season. It's the debate, debut this week for the Pac 12, so they should be ready to go. I don't know if it necessarily favors or hurts either team. You can make an argument maybe staying in L.A. It favors the Trojans. But then again, Arizona State's going to be in a hotel room ready to go and play. they got nothing else to do. Um, I think the one edge the Trojans do have here, uh, other than being the better overall team probably this year, is that they have more consistency on offense. Arizona State's got their fifth different offensive coordinator in the past five years, and they've got a young offensive line. Uh, they do return their quarterback. Um, but I think that's a tough thing for teams in game one. And we've seen teams in that situation struggle so far, you know, looking back to September and also looking back uh, to the Big Ten debut a couple weeks ago. So that would be my concern for the Sun Devils. Michigan, interesting. They opened at three and a half, came down to two and a half, Steve, back up to three and a half right now. I can't find anybody that wants to take Indiana, even though they're a two and oh football team against a one and one Wolverines team. Uh, what's your take on this one? Yeah, it definitely kind of looks like it's all one-sided in this one, and um, it'd be the first time uh, Indiana starts 3-0 since 1988 in the Big Ten, so that's why nobody wants them to do it, I guess, or doesn't see them doing it. And then, of course, you know, you also look back to that misleading win against Penn State in Week 1, in which they got outgamed by over 200 yards, but won in overtime. Um, I liked Rutgers last week as an opinion. I leaned that way. I didn't make it a best bet. I had some concerns, but I definitely would have played Rutgers in that game if I was playing it. Um, Indiana once again benefits from a 3-0 turnover edge last week against Rutgers, uh, but they did outplay them in that game. That was a legitimate win. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of this Indiana team. They've yet to run the ball game. They're averaging just 74 yards, just 2.2 yards on the ground. Michigan, 6.2 yards per rush. So a substantial difference offensively and on the ground, and I think that's why Michigan laying the short numbers getting a lot of attention. And how about this, guys? How about this? Uh, Michigan, and it's one of these deals, too, Steve, where like, I'm a hardcore Michigan fan, and I have been my entire life. Um, it was one of those deals where even I had to do a double take. I'm like, really? Wow. Like, did you realize how many times Michigan's beaten Indiana in a row, Steve? It's been a lot. 24. Wow. Wow. 20, yeah, and that's like Florida, Kentucky type. Like, that's this is rare. Like, 24? That's like right up there with like all-time streaks type thing for like a conference team um, not to win. So, yeah, Michigan's won 24 games in a row against Indiana going back to 1988. Uh, the, 80, the last time the Hoosiers won, 14-10. Um, uh, 
And what's crazy, only six games have actually been decided by seven points or less uh, over the years. So, you know, Indiana's got this circle, but it's weird. Indiana 2-0 team. I was, listen, I, I, we got burned. I talk, we talked about it last Friday, you and my Steve. I was on Rutgers last week. A little disappointing. I, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with that Indiana win. But it, I think Michigan respond here as well. What about the total here, Steve? 54 and a half. I think Michigan's offense gets back on track here against the Hoosers. Yeah, I'm glad we're still talking about this game because I wanted to point out there's a possibility that Michigan might not be that great. You know, Minnesota hasn't Minnesota allowed Maryland mm-hmm. to have that huge comeback last week. Um, they couldn't stop Michigan. And then the Michigan goes in and loses outright, you know, as a home favorite of three touchdowns last week to Michigan State, who was a little better, but they lost outright to Rutgers, you know. So there's a chance Michigan's not that good. But here's the thing about Indiana and the total. Indiana's averaging 36.5 points a game on 4.3 yards per play and 270 total yards a game, including an overtime. So, I mean, something doesn't jive there. And normally it's, it's the yardage that's the better barometer. So I think Indiana probably is an overrated team. And that offensively, oh. that would be my concern with the total. We always talk about Texas and Tom Herman in an underdog uh, role. Uh, he's a favorite here, minus five and a half. I was on Texas last week. I got burnt, though. I said, you know, and I, uh, I got to be honest, though. I haven't really dug in enough on West Virginia. I think I discounted them a little bit too um, too much. They blew the crap out of, what was it, K-State? I took K-State plus the points. That didn't work out well uh, for me. But I think this Texas team, I like the fact that people have sort of given up on them a bit, Steve. You know what I mean? Like, they used to be so hyped, Tom Herman this, Tom Herman that. We don't get that same hype anymore right now. And, you know, we cashed the ticket last week with the Longhorns. We hit the over in the Longhorn game as well. What do you make of this with Texas laying five and a half against the Mountaineers? Yeah, I've used these teams a few times this season. I'm having a really good college football season, hitting over 60%, and I think I'm 0-3 combined with these two teams. Um, and <laughs> so, both of, two of the three losses have been bad beats, So One of them, Gabe, was that Kansas game a few weeks ago where Kansas runs back a kickoff 92 yards to get the backdoor cover, and they got out game like 500 to 100-something in total yards. Um, and then I lost with West Virginia against Texas Tech. And then also lost with Texas back in week two against Texas Tech, a game in which Texas just allowed them to hang in there. They scored 63 points but didn't cover. Yeah. You got to stop picking Maybe it's it's Texas Tech. Yeah, I think you're right. I had a bad beat with Kansas and then went 0-T. Maybe I'm just bad picking against Texas Tech. That's probably a better way to look at it. I like that. Um, By the way, each of the last two weeks, the last game I cut, I used as my free play was Oklahoma State, including last week. Um, That game went to overtime. Texas got the win. Herman, as I mentioned, the reason I left it off my card is because He's a great yeah. underdog coach, as we talked about here on the show. Um, you just wonder if Texas could be a little flat this week, and I do think West Virginia is a dangerous underdog for that reason. Uh, Florida, world's uh, biggest outdoor cocktail party. Florida Gators now two and a half. Can't I haven't heard anybody take Georgia in this game. Georgia's offense sucks this. Georgia's offense sucks that. And it's funny because earlier in the year, remember you and I were talking, and same thing, Steve, I weekly bet against Georgia. I did. I was like, man, I don't like their offense either. I was like, they're, they're overhyped. Not overhyped. Not overhyped. They're a damn good football team. Not overhyped, overpriced. I was like, man, they can't be laying 27 and a half with this offense and this many points. And and I went one and two with them. So I bet against them three weeks in a row. I went one and two. And I'm like, I'm going to stop picking on Georgia. That Tennessee game in the second half, like we when <laughs> the balls fell apart, I jumped off. I abandoned picking on the dogs. But I like Georgia here, Steve. I'm going contrarian, I guess, according to, like, I don't know, the public and the mainstream a lot of cappers, everyone's Kyle Trash this, Dan Mullins that. To me, Georgia beat everybody except Alabama, man. And Georgia's a damn good team. I think Georgia beats Florida. What's your take? 
Yeah, I like Georgia based on line value. My power ratings make them a seven point favorite in this game. Wow! And I did wow. a, um, I, I do, well, I do a three, yeah, I do a three pack preview for Wager Talk TV, and it's on YouTube right now. You can watch it on my page on Wager Talk. I do the big three national TV games, and this, of course, is one of them. And I mentioned that it was seven was my power rankings. I did this yesterday, and I go the lines three and a half, but I'm seeing some threes. I go at three or less. I'm liking Georgia based on line value. Now tonight, as we're talking. It's three, and there's even some two-and-a-halves out there now, Gabe. So that line is dropping. How I also mentioned, though, that what's keeping it off my card maybe is the fact that Georgia's got up to four key defensive players questionable and injured, and I think that's why the line continues to drop. Um, And Georgia's got to win this game defensively because Florida is the better offensive team, as you mentioned. But would you rather Georgia four guys out on offense or defense? They can't. Their offense is already pedestrian. They couldn't afford. They couldn't afford to lose four guys on offense. You know what I mean? Defense, next man up. That's the Georgia Bulldogs, Steve. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me the next yep. kid, the D lineman or linebacker, is it going to be just as good, bro, or maybe better? You know how it works in college. I, I th- yeah, there, there's five or six teams that reload every year, and Georgia is definitely at that level. Yeah. So I think you're probably spot on about that. And let me let, let me go right into the Clemson game then. So I think we're getting value yep. with Clemson. I think we're getting value with Clemson. And what do we, you know, better teams win. We saw tonight, boy, uh, BYU boys, you will five and a half. What would happen? The better team. And is Trevor Lord, dude, Steve, I saw it with my own eyes. 14 and a half. FanDuel had the number up 14 and a half before the Lawrence injury. Clemson was laying 14 and a half. This new guy looks like Deshaun Watson and Dante Culpepper, bro. Like, it's, it, dude, like, it, he's like this Ugalele. We're going to be talking about him in the NFL in two years, Steve. We're getting Clemson to five and a half. I think there's value suddenly, bro. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, say his name for me. Say it for me. I want to hear you say uh, is it. Is it Was that pretty good? Ugalele? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I got to pull up my pronunciation key here because I did a video. This is obviously one of the three games I did yesterday as well. Um, you were like, oh, video. great. No, you had to double and, uh, check it. You're like, oh, great. Oh, I was Ugalele. like, damn it. I got to say this. So I did it. I, yeah, it's Ui on Gugule. It's six syllables. Ui on Gulule. Ui on Gulule. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a Gugule. mouthful. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a mouthful. I was, I was thinking of you, Gabe, though. What was the one we were having trouble with in the NBA playoffs? And that's what was making me laugh. I was trying to think of that name. Oh, I um, had problems with Wasn't an NBA Gates. guy? Which guy? Who are we butchering? <laughs> so do I. But <laughs> who, there, was, there was either a baseball or basketball guy a couple months ago. We were tongue-twisting. But, um... Yeah, this guy's the next Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's a stud. And keep in mind, Trevor Lawrence was a pure freshman when he played. They were down last week by 18. They never had a chance to cover and only won by six. But he played really well, 30 for 41. That yeah, wasn't his fault they were down early. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but the, here's the thing, though, Gabe. Do you trust the first-time start at Notre Dame, hostile environment? Yes. Uh, my yes. power ratings made it four and a half with Lawrence, by the way. And I can't imagine he's going to be better than Lawrence. So I think there's probably some line value with Notre Dame. It's up to six now, by the way. It was five yesterday when I did that video. Notre Dame always get blown out in these games, though, all the time. All the time. All right, we got a couple of more minutes with Steve Merrill. All right, how about this? In the chat, I'll look in the chat. You guys, name a game. We'll ask Merrill. And Merrill, Steve, come up with an NFL game you'll share with us. Uh, tell us an NFL game you like on the other side. It's just for trade. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Sports Rage, I, I, I have a moral dilemma here, Steve. I look at our chat. There's a guy calling himself Jesus. Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, I don't know, like, kind of sacrilegious for himself, but should I boot? <laughs> can I boot Jesus from our chat, Steve? He actually hasn't been offensive, though, so I guess I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would Jesus do? It's you, a you good question. His name. <laughs> and you didn't pick his name. It's not like you put him in there, but maybe it's Jesus. Maybe it's just a close. All right, he can cousin. stay. He, he can, he can, I don't know. Jesus can yeah, stay. I, I guess, Jesus yeah. Jesus. Jesus, all right. So a couple of people, right, he can stay for now, but I'm watching you, Jesus. Um, so, uh, you hate Jesus Christ. Exactly. Steve, do you know the TV show Red Dwarf? You ever seen it? I guarantee you'd like it. I know your sense of humor. I'll send you, I'll send it over to you. I don't think I've seen that one. No, it's yeah, an old British, it's, it's a British, show, it's a British show. It's a, and you know, the Brits are, you know, sharp humor, right? So it's a British show. It's from the eighties and, and they're stuck in space. And it's basically like six dudes that are stuck in stuck, you know, four guys that are stuck in space. And there's like a hologram, but um, they, it's sort of, it's like a ripoff of Star Trek, but modern, but it's like a comedy. Like one of the guys is stoned and drunk all the time and stuff, but they, they, they face like off against history's greatest, like (laughs) warriors and greatest people. So Buddy has like a, he's got like an army assembled and Gandhi's in the army. Buddy goes, I'm watching you, Gandhi. That's the way he said it to him. Like he's like, you know, we got steers and queers and maggots here. He goes, hey, what's your deal, Gandhi? He gets in Gandhi's face. It's really good though, Steve. Buddy's dressed like Gandhi. Like the show's, you like it. I guarantee you like this show. All right, so Red Dwarf is what it's called. All right, we only got thirty seconds. So uh, Minnesota, Illinois. We talked about it, Steve. Minnesota, Illinois. Uh, man, Minnesota suck. They're laying seven. But how much Illinois suck? Quick on that one, Steve. What do we do with that one? Yeah, I mean, my gut would be just play the over. Because like I said, Minnesota can't stop anybody. We saw a terrible Maryland offense come to life last week. So I don't think Minnesota just fixes the defensive problem. Houston, Cincinnati, 13 points, five seconds. Dangerous spot for Cincy. I'd lean Houston in that one. Steve Merrill, like a pro, bangs it on the way out. <laughs> 